Yeah, man, a bunch of, uh, it felt like preseason, it looked like preseason, smelled like preseason, you know, and I went two and, I went two, and two, so a bunch of meow all the way around, and uh, it was kind of, just kind of sloppy, to be honest, uh, ready for next week already, and get out of this meh. P, how'd that weekend go? Uh, a little better over here, man, I went three and one across the four leagues, and uh, my Saints got a win over the, uh, the Tom, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so... Division win, way to start the year. He just moved there because his initials are TB, right? <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. Jared, how'd your weekend go? He, he He's repping the Saints over there. How'd them Bears do in your fantasy do? Uh, fantasy, pretty good. Went 4-1. and one. Uh, Chicago Bears and DeAndre Swift did even, did even better. Made me happy on Sunday. Me a I like the way you said that. You said it was such confidence, too. A little four and one, nothing big to brag about. No, no, no. Actually, it really isn't that much to brag about. Like, I was just playing worse guys. I got I got lucky a couple times. <laughs> Them Bears, though, they escaped. They got even more lucky, yes. Yeah, like right when uh, the ball hit DeAndre's hands, you're thinking, oh, fuck, Bears just went and bared again. And then he drops the ball, and you're like, oh, yeah, Lions just lined again. A rookie just rookied again. Yeah, yeah what, like, a, what a brutal way to start your career, but that's the uh, Lions, man. They hey, cannot he's still got his yeah. yeah. They cannot catch anything, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, mine was mad with the Niners losing and Jimmy G looking like the way most of us had him ranked, a bottom half quarterback, and he just uh, didn't look too well, though. But uh, either way, hopefully the Niners do better next week. We'll see him. Um, but, hey, uh, you guys got any, got any good news for the folks at the moment? I got some awful news, man. Just confirmed Mike Thomas is going to miss several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's my uh, $65 guy in my auction league, and I've also got him in Dynasty, and I'm a Saints fan. It's just brutal. So it looks Triple. like it's going to be a little bit more lean on the run this year, a little more, more Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara. Damn, you don't trust anybody else there? Uh, it's going to be Traquan Smith. Apparently he had a big camp, so we're looking at more uh, Emmanuel Sanders, of course. He moves into the wide receiver two conversation, and I'd say Traquan mm-hmm. Smith might be a flex option. And then uh, the – Jared Cook, probably uh, bumping targets, and then maybe some Taysom Hill. You know, I think he's available as a tight end in ESPN, yeah. so yeah. he might be on the radar. He needs to be. He's got the 
when the ball's in his hands, I mean, he's he's electric. Just get it to him. I mean, look, I, that sucks to hear that for you, P. But as somebody who goes against you in fantasy, I'm sorry, but not sorry. So hey, yeah. why don't we get into some game recaps here anyway, though? Pat, can you lead hey. us in? Or yes, Trey, hold up, Trey, hold up. Yeah, my only news and notes was man. Uh, Everything, uh, the defense was definitely ahead of the offense. Uh, and I just, just I, I wanted to make sure I was not tripping. And, and I heard a lot on the uh, podcast this morning about the same thing. And basically the pass rush was a big deal. Uh, the D-lines were way ahead of the O-line. O-line couldn't communicate, lack of preseason training. Um, you, couldn't, you could see the adjustments not coming. I mean, Washington Redskins, Jesus Christ, it looked like Carson Wentz was going to get killed out there. Uh, they got eight sacks. Um they, uh, they could have had more, uh, but Wentz kind of evaded a, a few. But just I read some numbers, and um, the quarterbacks from uh, this year, there was only five that got over 300 yards versus 13 over 300 yards week one. Mm. And then that's crazy, five to 13. And then uh, receivers, uh, only 13 uh, got over 100 yards this year, 19 over 100 yards last year. And then running backs, so three only got over 100 yards this year. And five got over 100 yards, almost doubled. So, uh, just offense and around just wasn't there. Uh, a lot of like, yard, like lack of yardage. Uh, this, the points and touchdowns were there, but uh, it's a lot of short fields, turnovers, uh, just real sloppy. And uh, yeah, so we didn't get the out, uh, fantasy numbers we all wanted. You know, a lot more duds than um, you know stars. But I uh, just wanted to make sure I went and looked at the numbers, and yeah, definitely felt like preseason week one instead of regular season week one. Well, and some of those down points that we saw in fantasy across leagues, a lot of that had to do with the number of those points were sitting on the waiver wire, which we would definitely be talking about some of those outliers at some point here. We're going to recap all the games, though, so definitely. Yes, sir. And welcome to Men on Football. What happened last week was a very regrettable and unfortunate. That just happened. Let's start right out. Hey, what? Who's winning the match? To get your guys' fantasy football recap. Yeah, that first game was the Texans Chiefs. It seems like so long ago now after the barrage of games that we all got slammed with on Sunday for those folks trying to take them all in. Texans Chiefs started out the weekend. The Chiefs ended up winning that game 34 to 20. They looked very good. All the ballers did what they did. So, Trey, uh, can you talk to us about some of the games, some of the outliers you saw in this game and really what you're taking away? Yeah, takeaway on this game was a rematch from last year. We went up there and uh, we actually beat them in Kansas City last year, but we did it by controlling the. The Texans, I'm sorry, folks. The Houston Texans. We went up there and beat them. We controlled the clock, ran over 200 yards, uh, just threw it down their throat, and they reversed it on us this year. Uh, It it was weird not seeing Patrick Mahomes throw over 40 times. You know, he only had 211 yards, but he did his his three scores. The big big guy was the rookie, CEH, 25 carries, 138 yards with the touchdown. Uh, They, they, I mean, he only got one target in air, I believe, Uh, two targets in air, uh, no catches. So they just rolled with him on the ground, and we couldn't really stop it. We played two safeties back the whole time, and he just ate. And uh, we we made it. We made Ceh beat us instead of Patrick Mahomes, and therefore the game script was positive for the running running game. Uh, Sammy Watkins got you eighty two and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey got you fifty and a touchdown, and Tyreek Hill got you forty six and a touchdown. So it's just kind of about spread everything out. No one really killed it. And then on the uh, Texan side, you had Watson. 
got luck, got you in lucky with a, a touchdown run, kind of saved his ass uh, late with six points there. So he, he ended up getting, you know, a little over 20 at the very end. Um, and David Johnson looked good, but he only had 11 carries for 77, but he got his touchdown. But he didn't have any positive game script because we were behind. So we are throwing the whole damn time. And Will Fuller kind of got some junk trash in the junk time. He got eight catches, 112 yards off his 10 targets, kind of took the DeAndre Hopkins role, kind of got DeAndre Hopkins numbers. Uh, and then after that, pretty much meh all the way down. Uh, Cobb, Cooks really didn't do nothing. And so – for me, the outlier was the rookie. Uh, he, you know, he showed out game one. Uh, we all thought he was going to do it through the air and ground. It was just through the ground only. Um, very impressive as a rookie to be able to hold up and sustain all that, those carries. That boy is good, 5.5. Um, and the tell of the game was, you know, we kind of play this two-cover back safety. Let's see if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can do it, and he did it. And that was pretty much more of the story. Uh, they controlled uh, 10 more minutes than we did, um, and – we barely had any chance to even come back and get some garbage points late, but uh, that's pretty much it. It was a it was a good way to start the year out if you if you're a Chiefs fan, but if you're a Texans fan, you're kind of like, God damn, you you see how far off you're from the from the best. We're just you know a year or two away, and you just gotta have a really good defense to compete with Patrick Mahomes. He's just that good. Yeah, CEH was definitely somebody that everybody had high projections on, but nobody really had any real NFL tape or preseason to go off of. And so, yeah, he seemed to play his role. Yeah, everybody was anticipating what the hell he was going to do, and uh, he lived up to the hype for sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, hey, let me uh, let me roll into the next game here, though. Uh, we want to try to uh, get through all these games if we can today. The next game was the Seahawks-Falcons game. Uh, the Seahawks ended up winning that game 38-25. to Kind of a high-scoring affair, though, so a lot of players probably getting points there. Uh, Price, you know, who were some outliers that you ended up seeing in the Seahawks-Falcons game here? Well, uh, I'd say there was uh, the quarterbacks was a big story. You know, the one of the narratives coming in for Seattle this year was trying to let Russ cook, and I'd say he did. He pretty much played the perfect game, 31 for 35, 322 yards, four touchdowns, and he added 29 yards on the ground as well. So if they're going to let him be the, the catalyst for the offense and trying to push the ball downfield through the air as opposed to try and just plot it with guys like Carson and Hyde, then this would be a completely new new story for this Seattle team. So along with those uh, great numbers for Wilson, of course, came the receiving options. So Metcalf had you 85 or 8 for 95 and a touchdown. Uh, Lockett caught all eight of his targets for 92 yards. He, he was playing out of the slot, which really could get big numbers and very efficient numbers for Lockett, which is really the story of his career. But uh, Chris Carson chipped in the passing game, so he had a dud on the ground, but two touchdowns to the air. So uh, that's pretty much the story for Seattle. For the for the Falcons, it's all pretty the same story, same old story as well. You know, they've got a, a great passing game and an awful defense. You know, the defense put them in a hole, and uh, Matt Ryan had to do what he could, and – garbage time and that's pretty much his his new mo is get a lot of passing yards when they're trailing and then you know they that equals a lot of julio jones a lot of calvin ridley and uh strangely enough the outlier was russell gage he got nine of uh, nine of 12 targets for 114 yards playing out of the slot there's a lot of underneath stuff but he did a lot of yards after the catch so yeah that might be a guy that we're gonna be talking about in our waiver segment but 
Yeah, I'd say the story is a subpar Seattle defense as well. Kind of gave Atlanta a little bit of a, a little bit of room to run early. Todd Gurley had a great first half, had 56 and a touchdown on the game, but most of that came in the first half when there was a neutral game script. Uh, Brian Hill, I'd say, took the handcuff role from Edo Smith. He seemed to be the one playing when the game was still in doubt. After the game was out, uh, garbage time, it was pretty much all Hill and Edo. But I'd say both teams were as advertised, you know, the uh, – Great Seattle team, uh, mid-tier to low-tier Atlanta team. You know, will Russ Cook is the question that remains, and uh, that's uh, that's about that. Well, you mentioned Russell Gage. Is that somebody who you see continuing that pace, or you think that's just more of this game being more of a shootout? I think it's pretty much uh, depending on who Atlanta is playing. So if they're going to be in a game where you think they might be tied or winning, then you're going to see more Todd Gurley, more running game, and uh, a little bit less of uh, the second-tier options like Russell Gage or Hayden Hurst. But in a game where they're playing a team like Seattle, you know, a team like uh, they're in a division where they play New Orleans twice, they're going to play Tampa twice. So they could be losing a lot of these games. I think they play the Cowboys this week. So in the game where you think Atlanta is going to be losing and coming from behind, Russell Gage could give you that sneaky slot, uh, that's some flex value. See, I think since uh, Hurst uh, basically replaced uh, Hooper, uh, basically Gage took all Hooper's targets from what I'm looking at. You right. know, that, yeah. they, they throw yeah. so much and they need that third guy until Hurst becomes that guy. I yeah, think really Gage is going to eat into Hurst a little bit until Hurst actually gets his feet underneath him. Yeah, it could be an either-or situation with either Hurst or Gage because Hurst only had uh, 38 yards. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You are my number one guy. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and close that game out. Uh, the next game that kind of happened during that 12 o'clock time slot was also those Jets-Bills. Uh, definitely uh, a lot of people had Josh Allen high on that one. He definitely looked like an MVP, but, uh, you know, I don't know if he's young or not, but the, sort of a takeaway I had from it was it seemed like he, he has these tendencies where he looks really good. And I don't know if he gets too cocky and starts trying to rest and then just doesn't do as good. He didn't really play as well in the second half, but didn't really need to, uh, they were playing the jets. Um, I was surprised by the Singletary Moss combo, uh, with regards to rushing, I mean, they only had 41 yards total between them two, and they had 18 carries. Uh, so they both really kind of sucked it up with regards to rushing. Uh, but again, they didn't really need to, I guess, when Josh Allen's throwing for 300 yards and a few touchdowns. Uh, yeah, so Diggs did what he did, what most people thought. John Brown, you know, I guess he did a little bit better, you know, than maybe most had him. But um uh, as far as outliers, I mean, like Moss, I was a little scared that Moss didn't run very well. Um, uh, they had just two, 2.3 yards per carry. So uh, I wasn't surprised by the Jets. They looked bad. Most of us thought they would be bad. Most of us don't even want to have stock in the Jets, and that's why they only put up 17 points. Um, what did you guys see? Anybody see any outliers that jumped out to them from that Bills-Jets game? I'd say uh, Jamison Crowder deserves a nod. Yeah. yeah, I suppose everybody yeah. thought that he would be the lead, but nobody ever gave him credit to be the lead. He wasn't being drafted right like that. So, yeah, I could see that yeah. for sure. I got him, I got him late. The style. It's the style, just going over the middle, always getting those Deacon dunks. It's just not sexy, and he's not a sexy name, and that's, and that's why he falls. He's, he's, he's got explosiveness, man. That 69-yard fucking burst was ridiculous. Yeah. And he, he's gotten eight touchdowns from the slot the last two years, so he, he's got and some Gage, juice. And Gay's t- offenses are all about the slot. So Yeah, I, yeah. I like he's probably the – Yeah, him and Herndon were high on my list uh, out of everyone. Yeah, it's glad but, to see uh, Herndon had your point, Jake. 
you know, so he had targets. Yeah, he got seven targets. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Josh Allen, man, he, he was the talking point. 14 carries to, you know, to Singletary Moss's nine each, and he looked better running than they did. And my theory on Josh Allen, which I didn't want to uh, jump in your statement, but I think it's uh, he gets when he starts getting hit, uh, he wears down, and then he starts playing really, really weird towards the because he did that against the Texans. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, up sixteen to nothing. Yeah, and after you hit him enough, he starts doing like weird fumbles. Weird, he gets kind of glitchy and scared, and he'll start uh, pressing. And then he gets out of his rhythm on throwing, and I just I think it's a it's a combination of just wearing him down, get him out of yeah. his game because he he looked perfect the first yeah, half. Then when did. I rewatched it, yeah. second half I'm like the guy is like the Texan second half. I'm like who is this guy? It's like Jekyll and Hyde. No, definitely he looked MVP. Like we'll see if he can keep that up. Uh, so, but overall, kind of a boring game. Plus, defenses make adjustments too during the second yeah. half, and that could be part yeah. Of Jets true, probably got a true. pretty solid D. Yeah, go on, Jay. All right, well, next game we had was the Bears-Lions. And, you know, the Bears, we, we touched on it, barely won, 27-23, last-second drop by DeAndre Swift. I'll let Jared talk to us about these Bears. Did you see outliers, even people from your own team, who may be surprised you? Hey, what happened? <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't surprise me, but it might have surprised some people that Mitch had a good game. Uh, Mitch always has a good game against the Lions, so I – put him in a bunch of daily lineups and he did me pretty good with the three touchdowns at the end. Um, DFS. Yeah. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of outliers. Uh, You maybe think that Adrian Peterson was a little bit with his 93 yards on 14 carries. He actually did look pretty good, Uh, but I don't know if I'd go out there and grab him right now, folks. I I think it's going to start leaning towards more swift. And carry on. That's just a bunch of mouse. Well, like, like you don't think his legs will last all season? That they're even riding back? Yeah, that too. Either. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna want to ride the rookie. I think. But anyway, uh, he's yeah. with his old offensive coordinator, Adrian and Peterson. Then, that is. <laughs> and then maybe another outlier. I mean, he he's owned in quite a bit of leagues, but um, the tight end uh, Hawkinson. Caught all five of his targets for 56 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to – yeah, he looked good. I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end easy this year. And one yeah. more outlier that really deep, you know, super dynasty – you know, dynasty leagues or do, super deep leagues is a wide receiver for the Bears rookie named Darnell Mooney. Uh, Bears are going to be a, uh, in a lot more 12 personnel this year. And he is the uh, outside receiver in 12 personnel with Allen Robinson. They only bring in uh, Anthony Miller on uh, 11 personnel when they're three wide receivers. So he's going to be on the field quite a bit. Uh, He's got a lot of speed. uh, Would you tell them what 11 personnel is? 11 personnel is one tight end, one running back, and then you mainly have three receivers most of the time. So whenever and then so when we go to 12 personnel, that means two tight ends, one running back. Then you you still have your two receivers and uh, he's going to be their speed receiver. Uh, They they also brought in uh, Gint Jr. to be that guy this year. He competed against him in training camp, won that as a rookie. So that's a good sign. So, like I said, super deep or dynasty. If you got room for him, might not be a bad pickup. The Bears are who we thought they were. 
That's right. They are. That's they right. Are. They, yeah, they you are. You flip a coin, you know, they might win, they might lose. <laughs> if you want to crown them, then crown them. What's up? <laughs> I want to stay with you because you're NFC North man. Talk to mm-hmm. us about this Packers-Vikings game. I know you were scouting them for your own personal reasons, you know, so who are the big outliers? Because everybody knows Aaron Rodgers played MVP-like, so talk about that game a little bit. 43-34, the Packers gave it to the Vikings. Right. Uh, also, not a lot of outliers in this one. I mean, it was Adams, 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 Adams on Green Bay. It was just it was ridiculous, uh, and, and he and he performed. Uh, MVS? MVS, he had some. He had he had a few good catches. He had two. He had one brutal drop, and then another drop on third down. The uh, he had like a forty-five year, forty-five yard or fifty-yard drop that was just right in the it was bad. Um, so honestly, that leads me to my outlier, which actually was probably going to be Lazard. I think they, yeah, although right. MVS got more targets, I think. Um, Rodgers still trusts Lazard a little more. He caught all his targets, got in the end zone. MVS does look more explosive, you know, the bigger, faster guy. But with Rodgers, you know, he's got those trust issues. I don't know what happened to him growing up. But, uh, you know, I think he if, if anything were to happen to Adams, Lazard's your guy, I think. I've seen this movie at MVS before, and I'm not yeah. going to rewatch it again. Pay money to rewatch it. <laughs> yes, he's he's got that vibe. I'd say my major question, Jared, is: Do you think uh, watching the Packers from last year to this year, do you think this is a shift in their offensive philosophy to the more of a air based attack, or you know maybe less running backs as far as Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams? Because I owned Aaron Rodgers last year, and they were very much a ground-based, you know, either short passing or a running-based attack. It's – I felt like it was very balanced. Um, ah. Yeah, and I thought he took his shots when he needed to. I thought they moved the ball great. But you also got to remember, like, uh, Miami, uh, Minnesota's secondary is basically all rookies, well, the, yeah. the corners. So it was pretty easy to move the ball through the air. Um, that, one thing that does yeah. scare me about, I want to say about the running game, is Aaron Jones kind of. I mean, he's still got his, and they still use him in crunch time. But, I mean, you were, you were expecting, you know, Williams to get some touches and Dylan to get some touches. But now they got this other kid, Irvin, coming in, like doing all these sweeps, getting like four or five touches. That's, that's, that's the guy like, from the oh, Texans. Shit. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit, now there's four. Yeah. So he's not even that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. he, he had a couple of good runs actually. Yeah, now he's but, more of a return guy. He's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, had I him on sweeps. He's like Tyreek um, Yeah, they're they're yeah trying to get him out in space. Yeah. Um, so, so do you think it was more of a, a bad Vikings versus a good Packers or a little bit of both? Yeah, it's probably it's probably always both. Yeah. See, it looked like a lot of bad Vikings, man. They were they were pretty awful out there. Or just yeah. bad early Vikings. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot of this rust. And off then, of as far and as far as Vikings offense goes, it it is the same thing. I mean, well, there is if if you draft if you had any hope in Jefferson, I don't know if you, you want to keep that hope. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah good yeah. luck. Go get. Yeah, they got 24 yeah. points in the fourth quarter. Minnesota, 24 in the fourth. That's, That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I and didn't think with two touchdowns. Like, and, when I do say ba- and when I say balance, Rugal, I mean, the, the time of possession was ungodly on, on yeah. Green Bay. Aaron side. threw yeah. 44 times. Just mm-hmm. a beat down. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's let's get done with that one. Like you said, not too many outliers. Ballers. Aaron do looked good. Did. Aaron looked yeah. good. He looked really he looked, good. He, he looked pissed and motivated. I wish and, I had and just one outfit. deep outlier. PC uh, Johnson. You know the, yes. the second wide receiver yeah. that's going to be on the field all the time instead of Jefferson. That's right. Yeah, he's looked the yeah, best. I like, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Trey here. These Dolphins Patriots. Not too many points being scored in this with some field goals, and we don't talk kickers here. But final yeah. score. Patriots 21, Dolphins 11. Talk to us about this game. Trey, what you learned, what you took away? Couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. This was, uh, this was a tough game to rewatch. I watched this one last night uh, before Monday night again, and it was rough, man. Cam Newton was literally – it was a lot. It was just like Josh Allen, but without the big throws. So it was a lot of – he had 15 carries. Um, it was nice to see Cam healthy. He was running around. He looked good again. Uh, he, he, he actually threw from the pocket pretty well. They just have no weapons. Julian Edelman looks old and slow. Nikhil Harry looks young and, and still trying to figure it out. Uh, they used James White, a li- James White a little bit. Sonny Michelle was still ineffective. Ten carries for 37 yards. But it was the Cam Newton show. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of short dinks and dunks with Cam Newton and a lot of design runs, and they're going to wear him down until he probably – I mean, you know, it's, it's a one-year rental maybe, so they might just run him into the ground. Uh, very nasty on Miami side. I mean, nothing. I mean, you could pretty much cut Brita and Howard from what I'm hearing, and they're going to roll with this dude, Miles Gaskin. He, he had a little bit of burst to him. He's also better out of the backfield. Um, he, he had twice as many carries as Brita. Um, still had 4.4 yards to carry. On the receiver side, Devontae Parker limped up with his hamstring again, so he gave it a go, and he got pulled out, I think, in the third. Um, he gave you nothing, really, four catches, 47 yards. Uh, Gusecki was kind of a letdown too. They tried to target him late after Parker left. Uh, he dropped, uh, they actually p- passed interference. And so he almost got a touchdown, but a PI in the end zone. So they got it on the one and that's when Jordan Howard got his little one yard run. Um, and then they threw him in the end zone at the very end and he got picked off Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpatrick throwing picks, the usual park par for course and a uh, real nasty game, really nothing to take away from it except for Cam Newton is going to be probably the, this year's Josh Allen, you know, draft him late, going to finish around probably quarterback 8 to 12 and be really good payoff for where you got him. And who knows? if I just don't think he's going to pay off enough where they're going to be playing from behind enough to actually put enough fantasy points. So they're going to win a lot of these 21 to 10 games, 21 to 11 like this one. And he's just going to be super safe around 20 points a game. You know, Will he hold safe. up injury-wise? Yeah, that's you know, my last he looked freaking fresh every time he ran people over. He'd jump up and flex on them, and it was. Uh, he even got his chain stolen at the end of the game and tried to get in a little scruff with the. Is that what that was about? Chain, but, yeah, yeah. It, it, he's back, man. It's just uh, you don't know when that injury comes at any given moment, like you're saying. So it's scary every time they go down in the pocket. You're like, oh, you, you know, just the way he gets rolled up underneath. Um, he came up limping a couple times, but he was okay. But you know, you just feel for him like. Any time he can just go down, and not you know, not get up. So we'll, well see how long as, it lasts. As far as quick outliers for like people listening, and you mentioned the Miles Gaskin, and then possibly Fitzy looking like crap with Tua still on the bench. Do you recommend people even looking at those in the wire at the moment? I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at Tua quite yet because we've seen Fitzpatrick go up and down, and they did oh, literally yeah. play the best secondary in the league. Like New England's no joke. So yeah. I, I would give Fitzpatrick a break. But I, I'm uh, everything I'm seeing on this Gaskin thing is for real. It's uh, 
he looked better uh, at the backfield and underneath uh, the center. So, like, pretty much running and catching. Uh, very impressive. Good. So, you're saying nice you job, Jordan Howard? Yeah. Man, it's tough, Jared. Eight carries, seven yards. I and, know. Uh, I, know. I mean, he's touchdown, on the bench, He leaned but... in. I know, man, but it's tough, dude. If Good he doesn't defense. get the touchdown, if he does not get the touchdown, you are literally – fucked and i don't know how many touchdowns you're gonna get playing on the miami dolphins you know what i'm saying so it's tough man no run like no offensive lines so i mean like a stat back the, yeah the line looked like no shit offense. right really bad that's why they're using this little fucking scat back out there and he's like look you know trying to do his little barry sanders impersonation just get what he can and uh he did it i was very impressed i mean he would get something out of nothing most times and so uh yeah brita i mean I was that was just say, yeah one. why didn't they use brita for that isn't he like the fastest mother- it, Ga- yeah gatskins was more of a same version but more compact instead of uh so long and probably I guess the fumble risk and all that look like gasket could do it uh both catching and running instead of just catching and Maybe they like him between the tackles more. It's my thought. All right. Well, let's get out of that AFC East. Let's go over to the NFC East. We had the uh, Washington football team beating the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 17. Price, wow. talk to us about what you took away from this. Any outliers there for them? Oh, man. This was just like Trey's game. It was a stinker, you know? Like it started out really nice for Philly. They had a 17 0 lead. It's kind of a tale of two halves. After that 17 0 lead, they gave up 27 straight points to the Washington Ooh. football team. Like, this this was crazy. There's I heard a stat today. The uh the Washington football team, they averaged three point four yards per play. Now, last year over the twenty nineteen season. The, a team that averaged less than 3.5 yards per play, they were 0 and 18, and they averaged ever they ever their average loss was by 20 points. So how the hell does a team win by 10? I just don't get it. But I'm, that's I'm what happens confused, whenever yeah. Philly's offensive line is just Swiss cheese and Washington's D line. They're just beasts, man. Kerrigan, Chase Young, they've got so much talent on that defensive line. They just went straight through an offensive line that was just decimated. They had three of their starters out, and Carson Wentz, he just wasn't helped out by Doug Peterson. They weren't calling much mass mass protect. They weren't doing it enough in the run game, not enough screens. They were trying to throw it deep. It was just uh, it's very troubling if you're a Philadelphia fan or if you've got any kind of Eagles on your teams because – they uh, Wentz did what he could. He ended with uh, two touchdowns and two picks, but he got, like I said, sacked eight times and he lost a fumble. So that's pretty tough. With Sanders out, uh, Boston Scott and Corey Clement did very little. You know, Scott went out at the end of the game with a little injury. Uh, Jalen Rager, the rookie, he caught a great pass, 55 yards down the field. So that was maybe a lone bright spot. But uh, Deshaun Jackson was a bust for people who were open for that week one wonder. Uh, Greg Ward soaked up a lot of the targets but didn't do anything with it. I'd say the big, big outlier was Dallas Goddard. Now, we might have a changing of the guard at tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. He had eight of nine targets. He caught eight of nine of them, 101 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz only caught three of seven for 18 yards but also got a touchdown. But, yeah, Dallas Goddard coming into his third year, he really, if he stays healthy, then Zach Ertz with this uh, contract talk, it could be a – a big story all year long. So if you got a waiver wire and Goddard's out there, he might be an answer for your tight end. Ah. Let me uh, let me stick with you here then, since that game was kind of a that game was a stinker a little bit. Uh, talk to us about the Panthers and the Raiders because that was kind of an upset. Uh, a lot of people love C Mac, but the Raiders came in won thirty four to thirty over the Panthers. I know you got C Mac yeah. stock. Tell me who out who was jumping out at you in that game. 
Oh, Las Vegas, man. It was a, a debut for the Las Vegas team. First uh, first football team in Las Vegas, and they started it with a bang, 34-30 win. I'd say Josh Jacobs did his best uh, CMC impression, man. He's got three touchdowns on the day, 10 broken tackles. He was just balling all day. Carolina's defense, I'd have to say, is pretty suspect. But, uh, yeah, 25 carries. But the real story is catching four of six targets in the passing game. Last year, one of the big stories was Josh Jacobs was very underutilized after he came into the NFL with a profile of a back who would be a great receiving back. John Gruden just decided to not use him in that role. But this year, four of six targets in the first game, that's a great start. So, Henry Ruggs, the rookie, looked uh, okay in his debut. Darren Waller, more of the same of last year, caught six of eight for 45 yards. So he's going to get lots of catches, better in PPR, and hopefully he gets a touchdown to really make his day. Uh, Not used, though, kind of disappointing is Brian Edwards. Uh, A lot of people had hopes for him, but only one catch for nine yards. So that's kind of the story for the, uh, the Raiders. On the Carolina side, CMC, you know, best back in the game, two touchdowns, just a day at the office. That's what he does. Uh, no concern switching uh, quarterbacks. No concern switching offensive coordinators, head coaches. Doesn't matter. He's still going to be the best. Uh, Teddy was accurate, surprisingly athletic. You know, he had four carries for 26 yards, a couple nice scrambles. Could be a streamer going forward. Got him 19 and a half points this week. So depending on your matchup, I think Teddy might be a guy you could look to. The outlier, I'd say, was uh, on my team, two different teams. DJ Moore disappointed for me. He only had four catches for 54 yards after having a breakout season last year. And uh, he also added exactly added on an unsportsmanlike conduct, a 15-yard penalty. He dropped a touchdown. It was just an awful day for DJ Moore. So hit a lot of targets, right? He did. He did at nine, and that's almost the worst part because uh, the new guy, Robbie Anderson, the other outlier of the game, he caught six of his eight targets for 115 yards and had a two-point conversion to go with his touchdown. So that's 25 and a half points in the league that I play in. So it's a new system for Robbie, you know. He's gotten away from that wasteland called the Jets, and now he's got a, a better quarterback, a better offense. You know, this could be a, could be a story developing here in Carolina with uh, Robbie maybe, maybe being the guy you want. We'll see how it goes. I still like DJ Moore a lot going forward, but, you know, Robbie Anderson yeah. really showed out in his debut. If you don't get that big catch from Robbie, then, uh, you know, it's just a Robbie Anderson five catch. That's what 50 Robbie does. Day. I know, exactly. but he only does that three you times a year. You just don't know what's going to so. happen. Exactly. But, but, but so my point is it could have been easily DJ Moore, and then DJ Moore ends up with the 130 and a touchdown instead of 90 or 80. That's you know? true. That's so, true. They're, so they're going to be just, playing from behind. Like my, well, my takeaway was – Did you see the pass? It was ticked. You know, it was oh, kind yeah. of a – it's kind of yeah, a broken no, up play. I, I, I that, but he, Robbie also torched that corner on that play, that rookie corner yeah, for the Raiders. Yeah. He, got, he got a little welcome to the NFL moment. So, But, yeah, it's, I'd say both defenses, you should target them going forward. Both should be in shootouts a lot, you know, a lot of catch-up. So these should be some uh, fantasy-relevant teams. Well, that's beautiful. Appreciate that, Pete. Pat, can you take us into our halftime hit, some of those waivers of the week? Yes, sir. <laughs> to get you guys halftime hits, 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 hits. Taking, them Taking a halftime sip. Yeah, I got a halftime Yes, I want that halftime hit. All right, then. Uh, let's see, who wants to start us off? We're going to touch on our waivers, our, our waiver pickup of the week. Uh, let me go ahead and toss it over to Mr. Jared. Tell me, Jared, who is going to be your top waiver pickup this week? That will be Mr. Naeem Hines. 
Um, it just looked yes. like, yeah. I mean, we'll be, I was going to touch on this as my game in a little bit. But, yeah, uh, but go ahead now. Little, he's your guy to pick no, up, no, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my guy. I'll just leave it at that for now. Any, yeah. Anybody else agree with that? Everybody like that one? Yeah, yeah. He'd be my yeah. top running back out there. Phillip Rivers looks like he wants to make Naheem Hines in the new Austin Eckler. That's what I was yeah, going to yeah, say. Why are you? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I agree with all I was that. saving it. Oh, man, you got to jump on it. The real question is how much do you, how much do you spend on them, Jer Bear? That's the question Ooh, I want to yeah. ask. Yeah. Ooh, I'll put like out there at least twenty percent, twenty percent of the budget minimum. Uh, <laughs> I'm going thirty to thirty-five percent of mine. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah this guy's uh, no I, I would say I would say fifty is fifty percent. Ooh, I wouldn't go that I wouldn't go that high. I mean, I understand going that high. Like it could yeah. be Austin Eckler, but I also yeah. think it could be more Cohen or White too. So I'm or maybe somewhere yeah. in the middle. It's hard to say. I, I don't think it's, it's just I, I don't think it's for sure Eckler. Hey, well we all like you know, him. We all like him. Trey, who's next then? If you like, if you can't get him, that Hansel's so hot right him. now. Oh man, this is going to be close between Benny Snell and Malcolm Brown. I'd probably lean Benny Snell just because I believe in you know I've seen Malcolm Brown's ceiling, and they have a, a, a young running back underneath them I like a lot in Acres, and I and I just don't believe in Connor staying healthy. So I'd probably go Benny Snell, close edging out Malcolm Brown for that second spot. Yeah, how much fab are you trying to get him if he's out there? For like ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna if I'm if I'm gonna drop around fifty on Hines, the only reason I would drop fifty on Hines is because uh, he was actually getting carries before Taylor even started getting carries. So they actually liked him as a running back, just not as a guy of the backfield. So they actually plan to use him. Well, a lot, see, that, we'll see. I don't think it had anything to do with with uh, Taylor. I think it had to do. I mean, Mac and Taylor were were going to switch off. Hines already had his role. That's yeah, but, yeah, you're right. But Hines looked good just running, you know. Yeah, yeah, catching. he did. That's yeah, what I started. Yeah. yeah, and we all love so, Hines, Jared. We all love, we all love your we all love Hines. <laughs> Catch up, everything. Yeah, when Matt goes down, it just shoots Hines up, and you don't know how much they're going to give the rookie. So it might just be a straight up 50 50 split. You never know. P? We'll P? see. We got Hines. We got Snell. Who you got? P. Uh, I'll switch it over to receivers. Now, I want to emphasize for our listeners that running backs should be the majority of your fab or your top waiver. You definitely want to – you can get receivers anywhere. So these guys are awesome, but those those main running backs, those could be league-altering. But if you're going for the receiver route because you just needed a couple to to round out your team – like I said earlier, there's Robbie Anderson. If he's out there, he'd probably be my top guy. But you got got. I also mentioned Russell Gage, but uh, Paris Campbell was a big uh, standout to me. He could be that uh, Keenan Allen type. If uh, Hines is the new Eckler, then Paris Cal- P- Campbell could be the new Keenan Allen as that slot receiver that Philip Rivers. You know, he can't throw it past ten yards. So what if Philip gets benched? What's up? What if Philip gets benched week two or three oh, yeah, for that, Eason? That, it all goes out the window there, right? What <laughs> you were saying is bad. Yeah, It'll be way longer than yeah. that, too. They didn't but, pay that money to bench him that early. Oh, I know. It's, it's yeah, yeah, these are these are all $5 guys or less. A lot of these guys, maybe $0, $1, you know, just to get receivers because there's a bunch of them. But uh, the one that I'll I like look those. at is what I mentioned earlier was Traquan Smith, the one from the Saints. He's uh, yeah. going to be playing yeah, like a lot. Down. Down. He's going to be out. Yeah, so it's a great offense. And he, they say he had one of the best camps of anybody at camp for new orleans so could be one to look at we got about five receivers there from p uh let me just throw one guy out there from the quarterbacks just for anybody who waited on a late quarterback and maybe they're not so sure their late quarterback is paying off 
uh, I was I am starting to change my tune on this Mr. Mustache Minshew, who actually yeah, looks pretty name. good, you know, in this Swagger. Yes, I'm not saying I'm trying to pick him up if I have Lamar or Pat Mahomes or anybody like that, right? But if I waited, he's somebody I'm going to be eyeing to try to pick up to add to my roster. Check out Man. the big brain on Brad. <laughs> Great call out, Jay. And I want to throw one last little shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, to uh, one guy because it's you know it's all about running backs you know receivers are so bu- close bunchly together like like Pat uh, Rule just said he named off a bunch right there they're, they're all one dollar right but these running backs we're saying 50 20 30 whatever I think Josh Kelly should be mentioned and I'd, I'd probably put around a 10 to 15 dollar percent out there on him yeah uh, I, think I, I think Justin Jackson's already uh, getting nicked up he says questionable for this week and Josh Kelly flashed he looked the part uh speed size goal line and uh, Eckler's not yeah, – I mean, they look like they're going to use Eckler as CEH, you know, not even throw to him at all. And he's Josh Kelly as the, the goal line and third down back. So it's, he's going to have a role, and I think he, uh, he's a guy worth picking up. Yes, sir. Perfect. All right, let's take it back to our recaps. Recaps. What happened last week was a very regrettable and unfortunate. That just happened. Let's start right out. Hey, what? What happened when I got in there with him? Who's winning the match? To get your guys' fantasy football recap. Yes, let's head over to that Mr. Minshew, them Jaguars and them Colts. The Jaguars beat the Colts 27-20. to 20. I think a lot of people had the Colts winning that game. Uh, Jared. Talk to us about some of the other outliers in that game or just something that stuck out to you. And, uh, yes, we all know Marlon Mack is injured. So go ahead and go into that, too. Um, so my notes, first of my notes say Rivers is going to Rivers. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. it was like Jesus Christ, bro. I was like, P like River. the first quarter, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, Rivers, got he's doing something here, you know. Um, what's his name? Got You know, got into his ear. He's listening to him. And then. Right when I thought that, he throws a pick. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Double he, got, he got cocky. He got yeah. greedy. Yep. Um, but, yeah, also my notes was Campbell and Hines uh, in the middle, in the backfield. It's it's going to be all day with Rivers and, and those two combinations. So it's basically what we just talked about. Um, and, yeah, those oh, are the outliers right so, there, yeah. And yeah, and one little outlier that wasn't mentioned before was uh, the the rookie running back uh, James Robinson. I thought he actually right, looked he pretty work. good, man. Uh, yeah. I assume most people he, picked him up, but yeah, if he's available, yeah, right? yeah, if he's available, he uh, he had a good vision. Uh, not you know got good burst, but he's not going to outrun a defense. Uh, I think he's, he runs like four six, but uh, definitely liked his vision. Uh, I heard he was the only running back that got 100% of the carries for his own team as the running back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he got 100% of the carries. I think about it. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it. Gardner Minshew and LaVisca Chenault got the other carries, and they're not running backs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that on a podcast. He was the only running back to get all 100% of the carries. I mean, that's going to change when Armstead and what's-his-name come back. I can't even say that name. Yeah, I w- yeah. yeah, I wish I would have picked him up. I mean, I was so done with that whole situation that when I saw his name one morning, I'm like, 
I, I'm done with all these fucking running backs. Like someone else can go. Trying have to them. guess which one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, and then of course he looks pretty good. So other well, this than guy that, look good to me. Uh, I like. Yeah, I, no, yeah, he it, did. Uh, he had a good he touchdown. Yeah, uh, he does look quick, explosive. Uh, got a good strong. body build on him. Strong. Uh, he all those wide receivers. His touchdown was. He got open pretty easily. I think he got a, a crossing route on a safety. Yeah, you know, they're gonna. Easy. They might use him more carries going forward. Pull some so, up, James. And then yeah, Minshew was efficient as hell for the most part. So uh, should not yeah, worth a pickup, Jared. Uh, mm, it depends. If you're really desperate, you know, or in a deep league, yeah, I'd give it a shot. Uh, I think who you're probably cutting, better, I guess, right? thinking about it. Yeah, I think there's probably better receivers you could get out there in other teams. I kind of like them, Pat, because I think they might actually use him as a, a five to seven carry guy eventually. Like, he he, he might be that second running back mm-hmm. where he's going to be like half run. He's going to be like Antonio Gibson, where he's going to be like half running back, half receiver. Um, and he just has that. Yeah, yeah, but he has a better skill set, in my opinion, than Antonio Gibson. And, um, and my big takeaway was uh, how many survivor pools got blown up because <laughs> oh, everyone <laughs> took Jacksonville for this. I mean, uh, Colts for this. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, y'all are crazy. This is a division game, and Minshew does – Weird things and weird times. He has this magic, and uh, and it's Philip Rivers. We've never seen him, you know, with the Colts, and you just switch teams. But uh, yeah, everybody took uh, the Colts on their survivor picks. Ouch, town population, you bro. It's hard to say, especially after week one and him only having uh, four targets and three catches. So, you know, week one it is yeah it, with a rookie. And she only threw twenty times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no one. Yeah, the no one got more than five targets in this game. Yeah. So uh, you just don't know yet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to say right now. So I'd probably go with uh, some with a veteran over a rookie. In there. Any uh, any concern with the wide receiver duds? Uh, Hilton or I know Chart got a touchdown to save his day, but he didn't get much either. Any concern with either of those higher picks? You know, honestly, I think I think Hilton's going to be all right with with Rivers. When it came to the two minute drill and in crunch time, he was he was leaning more towards Hilton. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I think Hilton he'll be a wide receiver three. I mean, if you draft him as a wide receiver two, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, you know he he's a safe three. I was disappointed highly in Sharks' three targets. I mean, he caught all three and he got a touchdown and he's good. But I mean, I, I was expecting eight to twelve targets. You know, also it didn't feel like they had the ball a lot. If I think they yeah, did have some uh, some quick three and outs, some sacks. I mean, it wasn't a super efficient offense. I mean, when they actually did, but like I said, I think uh, I think it, there was at least three sacks. No, the Colts had the ball, uh, yeah, for seven more minutes. No, there were four still sacks. Lost. No, yeah, yeah. He, got, he got sacked four times. So, it's yeah, just, they, they Phil, killed drives Phillip real Rivers, quick, man. Yeah, Philip Rivers would take up the whole clock, get all the way down there and yeah, turn it exactly. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, Minshew, 19 of 20. You know, that was pretty yeah, ridiculous. He's a waiver yeah. pickup. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's close out on that game because we've got a few more games to close out here, folks. So, in the essence of time – uh, the next game we were going to go over was the Ravens-Browns, but I don't want to spend too much time on that because all of the great Ravens players that everybody were looking for great things, they all did what they did, maybe except for Ingram might have underperformed, but most people didn't expect a lot out of him anyway. Uh, Marquise Brown showed up right. The Browns were terrible, so if you had Browns people, they were terrible. 
Uh, Ravens won 38-6. to six. Uh, So really there's not much takeaway from there other than Ravens did great. Browns look like crap. Uh, Marquise Brown looked good. Dobbins put in a couple of touchdowns, but Red didn't really have many carries. Uh, so I thought he looked be better ballers. than Ingram. For sure, but uh, no, he didn't have actually, many carries. They looked, still, they, they looked the exact same almost, dude. I thought this was my really? game, Jay. <laughs> No, no, it, it is, but like I said in the essence oh, of time, oh, I don't really yeah. want to spend too much time on it because, again, ballers balled and duds dudded, and there's not really too many outliers in there. Well, just well they look the same. Time. Who looked better, Chubb or Hunt, Jared? Uh, honestly, they kind of look the same too, man. Yeah, so, they're about the same uh, as well. After, yeah, after yeah, Chubb yeah. fumbled, right. after That's Chubb, Chubb, Chubb had a fumble, and they, they put in Hunt the rest of the time. Uh, actually, yeah, they didn't put Chubb back in the rest point. of the time. Right. But um, yeah, yeah they, they I thought Chubb hurt. got hurt. I was so pissed off. I'm like, no, is no, he no, hurt? No, 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 he fumbled. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, I'm. Screwed. I got three points about this game real fast. Fucking Miller's passing is better this year, dude. That's fucking scary. That's one thing, and that that's gonna do wonders for Andrews and Hollywood. Um, Lamar, Lamar, you mean? What, yeah. what did I say? Miller. Miller. Yeah, Miller. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, Lamar Miller. No, I'm thinking Lamar. Lamar Miller. Oh, yeah, never mind. Three quick points. You said three quick points. Three quick points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shit, I already forgot the second point. But, okay, so the last one (laughs) would be uh, ODB, dog. Like him and Baker. It's not good. It's just a pile of poop. Dude, if you didn't. Well, yeah, last year he he like led the the league in downfield targets, downfield target yeah. yards, all this shit, and he and when he, so ineffective. When, and when it, he finally when he finally got separation on a on a on a go route, he dropped it. No, 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 no. Baker overthrew him by three yards. Oh, overthrew it. Yeah, I saw I saw him drop one. No, no, yeah, no. He he did drop two like little square ends, but they were both good coverage. Uh, should have yeah. been probably shouldn't have been thrown his way. But, yeah, um, he looks he looks kind of washed in my opinion. Now that we've talked about how stinky that poop was, let's go to the next <laughs> game: Chargers Bengals. Chargers Bengals, sixteen to thirteen, very low scoring game again, but it had a young rookie quarterback. Trey, what were your takeaways from that game? Chargers Bengals, yeah, sixteen thirteen. So, so yeah, this one's going to be quicker than the one we tried to wrap up. Quick, uh, this is really nasty. Tyrod Taylor looks garbage. I don't understand how how bad Herbert had to look to not get the the least the, the competitive, you know, like keep it more open competition. They just named Tyra Taylor. Like they were just so scared and he, he didn't do anything. I mean, he 16 of 30, uh, he only, I think through this running back, I uh, heard one time as a running back target. So all the Austin Eckler catching, you thought you're going to get out the, out the window, Tyra Taylor didn't do anything for uh, Keenan Allen. He screwed him over. So all you guys that took Keenan Allen, even after he got paid and thought you're going to be okay, uh, Tyrod Taylor really, really did bring the whole offense down. So kind of like at least Philip Rivers will get you the, the you know, your, your fantasy stats and then burn you as a team. Like Tyrod Taylor can't even, you know, get the fantasy stats for his uh, his league mates. So it's pretty oh, yeah. sad. It, it was, you look at him, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the strongest guy. Sometimes he doesn't even throw I mean, a what viral. Leash? You don't think he's going to make it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's rough, man. And uh, my big talking <laughs> point was like Joe Burrow. I mean, he, he had horrible numbers, but he had moxie. He had grit. Um, he didn't do anything stupid. And when he had to get the first down, he kind of did it with like his legs or just I mean, he had eight carries, for 46 yards, 5.8 a carry and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 
he had kind of a dumb play there where he tried to didn't he try to pitch to AJ Green or something? Yeah, yeah, that was his turnover. But you gotta, that's one, you, you know, one out of yeah, many. yeah, and and the Chargers D's, you know, it, it's one of the best uh, front seven. It's kind of like Washington; uh, they're considered one of the best pass rush. So uh, instead of uh, you know having you know instead of pulling a wince, he kind of did what he had to do to keep him in the game, and so that's what was impressive was like. He kept them in the game, and uh, they were tied at the or they're going down. Got him in field goal range. He made a couple key throws, and his fucking field goal kicker missed it, and he would have went in overtime against the Chargers, and they were I think six and a half point uh, dogs, and so it was uh, it was kind of fun to watch Joe Burrow just kind of grit it out. Uh, Joe Mixon was a disappointment. Nineteen carries, sixty nine yards. They tried to give it to him. He just wasn't effective. Um, that that. Los Angeles Charger D's for real. That's all I got. That's that was pretty impressive. AJ Green looked decent. You know, looked like he was yeah. back to his old self. It's just Joe Mixon. I'm Joe Mixon. Sorry, Joe Burrow had not a lot of time there. I just think uh, since he's gonna, you know, we need we need more to time. let them, kind of, yeah, more time. Let him grow. Not play the Chargers. Uh, I mean, those two D, you know, Ingram and Bosa. I mean, they're just it's his head was on a swivel, and he just did what he did by just running around. He looked like Josh Allen out there, basically. Just but he to did miss like yeah. two two touchdowns, right? Yeah, like yeah, two deep touchdowns. He, yeah, yeah, he missed. Uh, I think it was Ross on a big one, and I forget the other one. But uh, it's a it's a learning experience, and uh, I just I was like, man, if I was the team, I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Tyra Taylor. You know, and like if you look yeah, at the numbers, you wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you know, one's first game ever, one's you know, crusty vet. Right, yeah, it still showed, uh, and one had a. One of the best defenses coming at him, another one didn't. But I like Josh Kelly. I already mentioned that earlier. Uh, Austin Eckler was kind of a disappointment. He got 19 carries, but uh, 80, 40 yard, 84 yards, no touchdowns, nothing in the air. And so um, is this kind of like all the value got brought down wow. across the board? Just blah. And it's, and it's pretty rare that you get a quarterback and a running back these days both named Joe. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. True statement. True statement. Well, yes. Uh, Hey, well, let's go from blah to the game of the week. Uh, the Saints and Buccaneers. Everybody loves Tom Brady. Some people yes. love Drew Brees. P man, talk to us about this Saints Buccaneers. There was a shootout. What stood out to you? Well, it was kind of a, a mirage of a shootout when you really a second watch thirty four twenty three on the end. But there's really not much like offense, man. The uh, the Brady only threw for two thirty nine, and Drew Brees only for one sixty. Neither team could get it going on the ground. It was really just the turnovers. Uh, Saints had a pick six. Uh, there was a lot of good field position, a lot of field goals. But starting with the Bucks, Jones, you know, somewhat effective, 17 for 66. He was the clear starter over Fournette, who only got five carries and one catch. So I'd say until further notice, go ahead and treat Jones as a flex and Fournette as a bench option. Brady, like I said, just 240 through the air, two touchdowns, two picks. He had a rushing touchdown, one of the Tom Brady – quarterback sneak specials that he likes to do all the time but i think there will be better days ahead once uh, they start to gel uh the big story was mike evans he was a big outlier he usually has bad bad game against the saints but you know for tampa they were 
trailing most of the game, and you'd expect Evans to be a little bit more involved. He only had four targets, caught one of them for two yards, caught the touchdown on the two-yard catch to save his day a little bit, but I don't know. I'm kind of scared for Mike Evans going forward. We'll see how uh, how much he gets targeted because they've just got so many mouths to feed, and I think Chris Godwin has jumped him in the pecking order. He caught a six of seven of his targets for 79 yards, so better days ahead for him as well, but he looked fresh out there. He was definitely beating his man down the field. Uh, Scotty Miller won an interesting one to look at because yeah. Brady is small white you know slot receivers and scotty fits the build so he got five or six to 73 yards so and fast small white and fast yeah exactly exactly so you know evan's taking a downturn maybe scotty miller of all people taking an upturn that's a a funny thing to look at those two guys side by side and you know you think you'd want to throw to evans but you know tom has his ways uh on the tight end side oj howard uh surprisingly yeah, enough was uh he wanted say. over Gronk. Yeah, Gronk only uh, two catches for 11 yards, whereas Howard had four and 36 and a touchdown. So I think OJ Howard a receiver. Yeah, exactly. Don't call him a bust quite yet, you know. Don't call it a comeback because OJ Howard might, you know, Tom Brady likes those those big tight ends. So coming to the Saints side, it was it was preseason Saints, man. It was just awful. Only 160 yards for Breeze, like I said. Two touchdowns to put a little bit of fantasy points on the board. But it's pretty concerning. Uh, Sean Payton's play calling was very conservative. We didn't want to push anything down the field. Uh, the Bucks D was very good, especially their defensive line, shutting down our run. Alvin Kamara only 16 yards on 12 carries. That's just an awful Saquon-esque almost average. Uh, Latavius Murray chipped in with 15 for 48, but he's a very one-dimensional you know, guy. He didn't get any in the, any in the passing game. Alvin did save his game with a couple touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving, 51 yards. So turned into somewhat of a stud, kind of like he does find his way in the end zone whenever he looks healthy. So that's cool. I think he's going to have a good year, especially now with this Michael Thomas injury, man. He had a bad day altogether, you know, with Breeze not being able to get the ball down the field. But this injury is just a real bummer, you know, coming off the record-breaking season, I guess, you know. Fucking karma. I don't know what the fuck kind of karma it is, but it happens. It's it just happens. awful. Yeah, it's awful. So, like we said, Emmanuel Sanders got an uptick in his value. He got a touchdown today. Jared Cook, I'd say he's going to get more to going forward. He had a nice game with 80 yards through the air on five catches. But, uh, yeah, the takeaway, you know, the Saints were very conservative with their play calling. Well, like I said, both defenses elite. You know, I'd say Tampa's Rundy especially. Uh, New Orleans, we'll see. I think they might take that leap into, like, that top five defense because we got a lot going on on the defense side of the ball this year. And I think uh, Mike T, man, Mike T. Oh, God, I can't keep coming back to it enough. Yes, yes, you can't. You can't. So bad, sixty-five dollars in my dy- in my auction, and I've got them in dynasty. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. But I think the Saints will still be a good team. But it's just going to be a different, different base, different kind of attack. You know, it's going to be a little bit more run based. So I don't know about Drew Brees if you drafted him as your starter. Can well, I just say something about Evans? What's up? So I didn't like him going in this year, and I, I probably still don't. So if, maybe if you, if you if you can sell right now, I would. But like. Evans and Brady, to me, just never made sense. I mean, Jameis and Evans made sense because Jameis don't give a fuck and he'll throw it up to whoever. Yeah. Brady's not going to do that, dude. You got to, like, be open for Brady to go to you. And Evans' whole yeah. game is, you know, go up and get it, a Gawagi guy. So, it, yeah, I, like I'm Evans not is last-minute guy. And yeah, Brady yeah. likes the guys to, to And anticipate. he wants to get it out so fast. He, and, yes, out so, early, uh, exactly. Yeah, Brady wants a guy like say, Robert Woods, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, know, like in the yeah, spot every time. Yes. So, That's his wet yes. dream. 
So if yes. you can sell Evans, I, I'm, I might. Well, or after his first good game. I mean, he'll have a good game. Don't get me wrong. They played the Saints, you know. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So that's that's a little rough. But you know, I would try yes. to get out of that if you can. And it's preseason. True. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For Give both these teams a couple yeah. weeks. I gotta, I think I, they're going to be looking a lot better. I got a question for the Saints fan. Uh, so if you think it's going to be, I agree with you. They're going to play D and be a little more run heavy this year. Would you would you think that's good for Jared Cook over receivers, or would that be good for Murray over Kamara in the run game? Either way. Mm-hmm. Do you see what yeah, I'm I trying think, to get here? Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think Kamara is the real benefactor because yeah, awesome. they're going to have to throw either it way. to somebody, and he's going to be he's going to be eaten either way. But right. Murray as well. I think it's going to be uh, more of like an Ingram and Kamara based attack to where Murray could get you know like he had 15 carries today against yeah. a defense that could get 80 to a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? That could be a flex yeah. option on a against a lesser defense. So. He had more uh, carries than Kamara. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, but I think it's gonna be Cook and Sanders mainly, like a, right. a you know a two two pronged right. Cook Sanders Kamara in the passing game. But I just I'm, I'm I've got real concern about Drew, man. As a Saints fan, it's been a long time, and yeah, he's not the biggest guy out there, you know. And uh, it's it's tough to watch, you know, one of your favorite players get older. But Father Time might be knocking on the door. This, Both of these this quarterbacks in this game—that's what I was going to say. Look, Cook, Both yeah, of them. You know, yeah, they were two old quarterbacks, and that's that's really the story. <laughs> They both, yeah, they both look yeah. like they could go any minute, but they yeah. could also but get you a Super Bowl. Defenses. You got to say it too. You know, you can't, you can't finish the story there. You got to say these were two elite two teams. Elite, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my, I finished the sentence with they both could at least get you a Super Bowl on the way out the door this year as well. You know, like that's, the, that's the, yeah. the fine knife they're sitting on that the knife says. Yeah, like a, like right. an Elway or a Manning. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's close out this uh, America's Game of the Week and uh, move on next to my Game of the Week, which was the Niners-Cardinals, though, too. Uh, unfortunately, my Niners lost this weekend 24-20 uh, to 20 from the Arizona Cardinals. They started off looking good and just unfortunately played not to lose in the second half, and that ended up biting them. Uh, really, everybody did what they were supposed to do, I thought. I mean, uh, Kyler was Kyler, Jimmy was Jimmy. DeAndre did his thing. Uh, the running backs, you know, did what they were supposed to do. But as far as the, the two outliers for me in the entire game were both running backs, and they were basically both the backup running backs. Uh, while their numbers don't say it uh, completely, uh, Chase Edmonds and, and Jarek McKinnon, both of them looked on the field just a little bit faster than the starting running backs. And who knows, maybe it's because of his first game, starting running backs took a bunch of big hits in the first quarter. I don't know, but... When those guys came in, they seemed to have really good fresh legs. Uh, they both look highly motivated, like they wanted the starting job. So um, those are kind of my two takeaways that if people are looking at the wire right now, look, Chase Edmonds and Jarek McKinnon are not bad, you know, sort of throw a flyer on to kind of add his running backs to your bench. They could be something in the future. Uh, McKinnon's catching. He put up a decent amount of points. We'll see if that's sustainable. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that game because I know we're running out of time here. we got – we got our last couple of games we want to close out uh, for Monday Night Football and Sunday night uh, with uh, Pat's game of the week, uh, the Cowboys and Rams. Unfortunately, those Cowboys took an L against uh, those yeah, Rams yeah, in yeah. Los Angeles. Rams, uh, what would you take away, Pat? Hey, uh, what happened? Well, on this one, you know, it was it was classic uh, Cowboys here. It, it, it seemed like uh, the clapper was, you know, still our coach there on the field clapping it up. <laughs> And that, you know, he was just that Mike McCarthy was going to Scooby-Doo style take off his freaking head. And it was 
Garrett under there. <laughs> it, was, it, it seemed like the same damn. It was the same damn team. But let me go fantasy first and 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 quickly. Uh, Prescott, uh, one touchdown. Uh, Could have had two touchdowns. Kind of got robbed on a, a rushing touchdown that he was short on. Uh, I think he's going to produce, man. It's just this offense. He's still with Kellen Moore. This is the same offense he was the number three fantasy quarterback. And so, you know, I, I still, you know, even with the one touchdown, it, it got you close to 20 points there, depending on what league you're in. Um, Elliot is still Elliot. You know, I went Saquon in, in two uh, leagues and I had a chance at maybe Elliot in one of them. And now I'm kind of kicking myself and maybe saying, damn, you know, he's he's still such a big part of that offense. Um, you know, yeah, he looked good. I was very really surprised. Yeah. I was probably the biggest Elliot, uh, you know, knocker, and I was, I, I'm like, wow, I wish I would have taken him. Yeah, um, he, he looked that like good. Year. Yeah, yeah, he he is, I was impressed. I was really impressed. Amari with 10 Pat. receptions was good. Um, 80, 81 yards, kind of, you know, you'd like to see him get in the end zone. Um, yeah, CD with those, they, they, they were putting him over the middle with those short routes and stuff. Um, not much else. Gallup had about 50 yards uh, for for the Rams. Um, I thought it was a good uh, Robert Woods game. I'll talk about the guys that I own, um, you know, mainly because that's who I watch. But uh, good Robert Woods game. He's just Mr. C- uh, Mr. Consistency there. Um, anybody own Cooper Cup? What did, what did, I didn't know what it was. He did he have a pretty good game there. Uh, it was just no, no, there wasn't much there. He only had four, yeah, four catches for 40. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, six uh, points, whatever. Mac, uh, Mac Brown, <laughs> Malcolm Brown, Mac Brown's former coach team. Hey, that's uh, another clapper, right? There's a, there you go. <laughs> Talking about clappers, Malcolm Brown, the story for the Rams. Uh, I was a little bit yes. disappointed as a Cam Akers fan, uh, but I think I think he'll get it going. He's going to be more of the scat back in that offense, and uh, it looks like Malcolm's. Unfortunately, if you're a Cam Akers fan, he's going to get those goal line touches probably over over Cam for the time being. But um, we'll see. Malcolm always gets nicked up. It seems so. That's true. He, uh, how yeah, much are how much are y'all putting yeah. in Malcolm? Like how, how much uh, value is he, yeah, is he in the Hines type waiver wire pickup? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the next level down for me. About yeah. twenty five dollars. Yeah, about twenty percent. Twenty percent, something like that. Yeah. Golf? Anything there? Any any worth in golf? Oof. I don't know. Yeah. I think on a different game he could have got some passing touchdowns, man. They just uh, they just happened to you know, get pet to get tackled at the two over and over, and then Malcolm Brown ran it in. He's probably the the Mister Streamer. Every if you're going to yeah. stream a quarterback, yeah. it's probably going to be like the guy you go with. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I did too. But that's all. Uh, that's I think all definitely, it was. He's definitely going to have the attempts though, too. So yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he's definitely a streamer. I think that offense yeah. is going to be back. I think the Rams are going to be back this year. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the league. And uh, yeah, same I old Cowboys so and you know, kind of same old Rams. You know, the Alden team. Smith looked uh, looked like the real deal, man. He looked yes. like Aaron Donald over there, bro. I was like, what the hell? That yeah, was crazy. Alden Smith, that, that was a positive from the Cowboys side for sure. I, well, I, I literally felt uh, our Aaron Donald held Dak Prescott back himself. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I felt the same thing with Chris Jones holding back uh, Deshaun Watson. Like literally every play was disrupted because of they put their best D lineman on their worst O lineman and yeah. they just kept going at him. Yeah, he crazy. ate up Connor Williams. Yeah. Well, you know, you said uh, same old, same old. Take us into the uh, next game, the first Monday night football game, Pat, if you would, with the Steelers and Giants. The Steelers win 26 to 16. Big Ben comes back. Uh, Talk to us about what you took away from that. Any outliers, any disappointments or any overperformers? 
Yeah, I'll start with the Giants. Of course, it's a big story. I, I own two. I own uh, Saquon in two leagues, so I'm a little bit biting my nails here. Uh, the offensive line for the Giants looked like garbage. Ooh. I mean, big real time. bad. Um, you, you go with when you draft a guy like Saquon, you go with the CMC kind of mentality that he's just that kind of talent that's going to overcome that bad offense. But, oh, man, I am kind of sweating a little bit in two leagues owning Ooh. him. Uh, who I'm not sweating with is uh, Mr. Slayton down there uh, yeah. catching two touchdowns. Yes. I think if if he's not, I mean, I'm sure he's rostered in most leagues, but um, he was he was a big story. He looks like he's the guy there for Daniel Jones. Um, Pat, I what did you pay for him? I I think I, 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 I paid a dollar auto draft maybe or maybe like four. No bucks. no 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 no. You paid a dollar and I was going to bid two and I was like, nah, I'm going to wait for Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I I and I didn't do I didn't do it. Go I ahead, don't want to wait. No, so. <laughs> so uh, like yeah. So yeah, the, and on the on the Steelers side, I own Juju. Uh, mm. Great, great game for him. I think he's back with Big Ben. So I was. He is. On I'm that. eating crow on Juju. I was like, yeah, he's <laughs> getting me going against him too. <laughs> Big Ben. Those are so old. Juju. That's those, like those were Juju. Yeah, that too. Yes. Those Juju touchdowns were Juju touchdowns. Just those yeah. long dragging running mm-hmm. rounds. <laughs> I, I love to see it as a tight end. Yeah, and then Snell, of course, was a was a big story after Connor goes out. Uh, and yeah, I had that. I remember asking Trey in the in the um, most fun league, maybe or no, I think it was Arnie's draft. I was like Acres or or, uh, or Connor, and I'm glad I went Acres because uh, yeah. yeah, Connor's <laughs> uh, yeah, Connor's so uh, reputation. So Snell's so right, if you can get him. Yeah, yeah I'd say I'm, so. I'm saying 35 percent on Snell is what I would do. That's just me. Yeah. I think he's going to be the lead back the rest of the year, even with Connor's healthy. Like he, I think uh, the coaching staff likes him a lot. But he looked better than Connor when when they were both healthy during the game. Yeah, I mean, he, he, exactly. He better looking. You better. know what's funny? Yeah. James Connor looked like David Johnson last year, and I didn't yeah. get close to David Johnson. But yeah. David Johnson to me was uh, he shocked me the most as much as Ezekiel Elliott. Where I I thought I was like, wow, they got their burst back. Those and David two. Johnson uh, looked Kamara, like Camara Camara a little bit too, but but I, uh, David Johnson stood out and uh, Ezekiel stood out for me, and then Benny Snell, Jesus Christ, he stood out a lot, by far a lot. I noticed Deontay Johnson got ten targets also. Yes, I was going to say yeah. I, one of those mm-hmm. wide receiver that I wasn't paying attention for the Steelers because I don't have them, but yeah, I was going to say <laughs> one of those guys. It was either Washington or Johnson, I forget, but uh, yeah, Johnson had a, had a huge game. Well, yeah, well, yep. Washington had targets. yeah. Had the touchdown. Washington had three, and Washington had the, the touchdown. The touchdown, yeah. Yeah. But um, well, uh, hey. big disappointment from Ebron. Everyone was uh, hoping Ebron was going to be the, the you know the big guy that this year, and uh, I think he uh, let a lot of people down. Well, but when has Ben ever, like, had a top ten tight end? I don't – am I missing – am I forgetting something here? They just, you know, the volume. It's kind of like the Atlanta thing, you know. It's going to throw so much that that well, tight end's going to well, be. Well, no. Well, I mean, Matt Ryan's had a top ten tight end. I'm just saying, I don't remember Ben ever carrying a tight end. That's all I'm saying. I never yeah. got the holy yeah. thing. AB yeah. took all the targets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess they never had a good one, and they finally think they got one. You know, they never had a really good one before. Is probably the thinking. 
I mean, dude's on his well, third. So go, go get your guys out there. Uh, we threw a few waiver pickups for people there. We got one last game here, folks, and we'll go ahead and close out here. We The last game of the weekend, the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. The Titans squeak out a 16-14 win. It looks like a very low-scoring game, Trey. I'm sure what you, you – surely you took something away from some of these rookies or these young uh, – the Tannehills or the Locks. Talk to oh, me. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> this is rough. This is rough, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I took the under on both quarterbacks and, and won. I mean, that's how, that's how I felt about it going in. I thought it was going to be a defensive battle. It was a 16-14 uh melvin gordon you know he debuted he did okay on the ground 15 carries 78 yards and a touchdown so it's 5.2 a clip uh philip Lindsay got turf toast but he got pulled right after seven carries so melvin gordon uh probably still disappointed you know even you know once philip Lindsay left or, or right around halftime uh you'd expect melvin to kind of take a tick up and he really didn't uh he had uh three targets caught uh three three balls for eight yards but that's about it noah fant was the big uh Guy who came on top on uh, Denver, he had eight, five catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. And um, he well, kind of took advantage of seven. Who did? Gordon got a touchdown. Did yeah, I said it. Oh, yeah. okay. He also yeah. had a fumble, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he also had a fumble, oh, which yeah, I did not did mention. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Noah Fant was the guy who kind of took a slack up for Sutton being out. And uh, Jerry Judy, you know, eight targets, uh, four catches, 56 yards. Uh, all the rookie receivers kind of had a rough out- outing, except for uh, two. Only two got over 10 points, and that was LaVisca Chenault and CeeDee Lamb. And those were the two that were more like the physical kind of freak specimens. So they kind of did it with the uh, kind of more NFL-ready. And so all the other receivers kind of struggled. Uh, I would say, you know, this is probably the third-best receiver right here, Jerry Judy. Um, and then Derrick Henry on the other side, just a lot of carries, 31 carries, 3.7 a clip, not much, but he got you 116, got you the 100-yard bonus. Tannehill very just, you know, just just steady Eddie. Two touchdowns, no picks, 249 yards. Uh, got you really nothing on the ground. You, you almost got you a rushing touchdown, but I uh, couldn't get it in. He got three carries for 14 yards. Uh, the big talking point on the receivers was Corey Davis. He's he's done this every once in a while. He'll have a flash game, and you'll think he's back, and he's that, you know, top five pick that they took and you know odell beckham of tennessee is titans it, is it not, a flash or is it real not. is it real it, i think it's i think it's the same movie that the same yeah. mvs movie that we've seen before where yeah. he does this every five six games and you just can't t- take the bait uh aj brown you know he had eight targets as well but only caught five for 39 kind of a pretty big disappointment actually john who did get four catches 36 and a touchdown um but yeah not a lot going on there uh, they just kept pounding it pounding it pounding it so it was kind of a Hard game to watch. Um, uh, you know, neither quarterback got over 250 yards and kind of just a defensive kind of, you know, defensive battle the whole time. Outside of Derrick Henry and Melvin Gordon, any other players out of either of those teams you would consider trying to have on your team if they were available? Yeah, I would I would, uh, I would, make a move for Noah Fant. He looks the real deal. He looks like he's so yeah. fast he could actually be split out as a receiver. They actually like a really big receiver. Um, and uh, – and if, if Sutton comes back, maybe that just helps Fant out even more. You know, maybe they got a double Sutton and Fant's going to be over in the middle. I think Fant's going to be good either way as a tight end, as a split out, uh, you know, traditional, whatever. Um, and on the other side, like, I would stick with A.J. Brown. And, you know, I wouldn't go out and spend all this money for Corey Davis. A lot of people are spending fab money on him. I would just hang tight and just, you know, hopefully A.J. Brown and John who come good. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I would I'd probably – 
spend some money on fan or go. Or he, I mean, he's owned everywhere probably. Uh, maybe not single tight end league, so I'd definitely pick him up in a single tight end league. Uh, but I would uh, go probably try to trade trade for him if you could if you need tight end. Uh, I think he might be their their um, the one bright spot on offense this year from the receiving aspect. Uh, Judy's hard because he's a rookie, and rookies never really you know show out that early. And Sutton, um, I think Fant's a better ver- version of Sutton. Drew so, Locke pretty looked pretty pedestrian, kind of. You know, I don't know if he's yeah going to be the guy. He's, Kind of deer in headlights is what I get from him. He's just kind of looks out there, kind of just like kind of push pressing and itchy, and just like everything's kind of too fast, too rushed. No, nah, um, yeah, he don't got it. Yeah, you don't I, it already. He, like he's, he does, he's not Minshew, I'll say that. So, <laughs> well, hey, uh, look, I think that kind of wraps up our first week for everybody at home listening. Look, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to actually be going over guys that we think you should be targeting this week. Uh, we'll go over some flex starts of the weeks and guys maybe you need to cut or get off your team. So uh, any last notes from the boys here? Anybody before we get out of here? Um, crying in my beer over Mike T, man, still. Yes, yes, Mike Thomas. Go get a replacement, I, folks. I, I'm saying it's preseason week one, not even yeah. preseason week three yeah. or four, week one. So everybody take a break. Let's all see what happens. And we probably don't get the real deal till probably two more weeks. So it's going to be a bumpy ride. Better Turn back in tomorrow. days are ahead. We'll be quicker yes, tomorrow, we promise. <laughs> Way to go, I'm not